Don't forget Saturdays. It's Marty and Charlie Gibbons and Tyrell. We get ready to talk the world of college football and pro football on the weekend. Plus, we get the best of throughout the week. We're working on some final sponsorship deals. And uh, I, had to, I had to say right flat out to a sp- potential sponsor today. Football is king. It is absolutely king. We have to talk football around the clock and around the calendar. You just do. I'm not saying the whole show. But, I mean, here in May, we we got to talk football. And I'm not talking XFL or USFL and that other garbage. I'm really not. I'm talking about NFL offseason stuff. It's just, you know, the schedule you can do, you can do two months on the schedule. So there you go. Uh, Don Atanasio, uh, a life coach and a good friend, a great friend. And, Don, you're going to be so proud of me today. How are you, first of all? Welcome to the program. You're going to love what I'm about to tell you. But how have you been? I'm, I'm feeling good, and thank you for asking. And I, uh, I, I've been talking to you, and I know that you know there are days in your life that are up and down, right? We're, oh, no, it's not a constant. <laughs> no, yesterday was just crazy because I just finished over the weekend Laura Hillebrand's book, Unbroken. I don't know if you've read it or heard it, but, man, is that a good book. I, I digress for a moment. Have you read that book, uh, I, Don? I, I have not. Oh, you, you, you have got to. You absolutely have to. A good friend of mine uh, told me about it, and I'm glad she did because, oh, my Lord, it is so good. But, Don, you're going to be so proud of me today. After a hellacious day yesterday, I started to do some show prep today. I came across a podcast where they were talking about professional athletes, entertainers, journalists, politicians who have – you ready for this? Life coaches. They didn't use the word purposeful, but life coaches. And I thought, obviously, of you immediately. And it's not like people keep it secret, but I'm amazed at how many people use life coaches to help them manage their life, especially celebrities, because there are so many demands on their time. Their family life gets messed with. They're in, you know, they have appearances. They've got to do autograph and TV stuff. It was fascinating. And here's the thing, and it was right in our wheelhouse. These athletes with their agents and life coaches had to learn two words, boundary and the word no. I can't do it. So let's start right there, and we got a whole boatload to talk about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some people have to learn how to say no because – they are people pleasers. There are many people pleasers out there, and people pleasers say yes, even when they want to say no, even when it will hurt them in some way. So it's important to say no so you save your energy and prevent burnout. You mentioned these athletes. They have a lot to juggle. They really have tight schedules. So they have to prioritize what to say yes to and what to say no to. When it is right for them, they need to say yes and no. And, and yeah. that's the gist. It is. And you know what I found out? And, and one of the athletes, I think it was a golfer, who's, no, it was a tennis player, and I forgot who it was. He said, I had to learn to turn down certain celebrity tennis and uh, – appearances just for the money because it was taking away from my wife and kids at home, number one. And number two, he said it was humility that he had to learn to say no because he felt like the tournament or the 
situation wouldn't be all that it could be without him. And that's ego. He had to temper his ego that sometimes saying no is, is the best thing because you come back to the next stop more well-rested, more focused. So, Don, you can advance yourself by seemingly going backwards and just saying, I'll take a pass. No thanks. That's hard to do, though. Why is it so hard? Some people are very ambitious. They don't want to miss an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But as you can imagine, if you say yes to everything and then exhaust yourself, you lose the balance. You use your ability to be effective at what you do say yes to. So it's mm-hmm. better to give yourself that downtime rest. I mean, I was just traveling. It, it can take a toll on you if you're going to go right back into work. So you have to make good choices for yourself. It's a give and take. You, um, everyone's time is valuable. Should we say no in advance when we try to schedule ourselves? Because we could then, therefore, and we can always change our mind, but can we, should we lock ourselves? Should I or anybody else lock themselves into a rigid schedule in life? Or should we just kind of take it, I don't know, the old saying, take it a day at a time. I think that's hard to do in certain scenarios. So tell me about planning and telling me about the rigidity of a set schedule because you may not be able to pivot when an opportunity comes along. So how do you see that scenario? I see having a schedule is essential. Being flexible is also a good quality. So sometimes if something comes up and it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You, you have to weigh the consequences. Right. If you can reschedule what was originally scheduled and not jeopardize and you know, burn that bridge, then do so. You know, try to be a problem solver and communicate. And, and a lot of times it could be a win-win situation. You can do both. Okay, so how do you get the courage to turn people down, especially friends, family? They, they want you to do something. How do you get the courage to do that? Wow, I'm glad you said courage. Well, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, you have to have courage. You have to be brave because you can't control someone's reaction to your no, but you have to put yourself first. You have to say no because you have to, if you value yourself, that should be enough. And you know, your relationships should not be one-sided and conditional, right? Someone should not just accept you and like you and love you only when you do things their way. If you say no, they have to respect you. So the boundaries come in, communication. You can be upfront. You can say no. And if it's no and it's a real no, no, you know, they say no is a complete sentence. Say right, no. Right. <laughs> say yeah, no, I right. cannot attend. No, I am busy. I have a prior commitment. You know, you, you're being truthful. But if you want to leave the door open for another time slot, you may say this week does not work for me. I'm available next week. Does that work for you? Interesting, because Serena Williams, she was the tennis player who said, and she's pregnant now with her second child. So, and there were there was already talk after her miraculous performance last uh, September at Forest Hills uh, in New York. It was just so much fun to watch her, even though she got beat. It was just a spectacle. But she said, "No, certainly brings on a whole new banquet of problems." Because listen to this. 
the more I said no, the more demand there was placed upon me and the more money they offered me. So no, and she said it wasn't a negotiating ploy. No meant no, but the pressure ramped up a little bit. I found that to be fascinating. And Naomi Osaka said the same thing. She'd say no to people and she became depressed. She was having anxiety and she damn near walked away from professional tennis. So here's where I want to go with you. When you say no, you have to realize that that's some, some people don't take no as no. They take it as, well, it's maybe. And then they make it harder because they up the ante or they, they, they lessen your commitment. They just want you. So how do you handle a situation like that? Okay. Well, there's a quote that matches this whole scenario by Gandhi. Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. If you're thinking it's not going to be a good decision to commit to something and you say no to match that, you're in alignment and you keep the no, you're in harmony. There's your wellness. There's your happiness. Now, would you, you know, you could understand that, right? Absolutely. So but here's, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, you have to be strong and, if you change your mind, look, maybe if the deal is attractive and you, again, weigh the pros and cons of something, that's so important. So if you rethink the situation and you want to make the no a yes because there's more being offered to you, then if that opportunity is still there, you can say it and say yes. Well, I'll tell you what, it was really interesting to hear today on podcasting as I was on the Apple podcast series uh, to find out that so many athletes and so many professional people have life coaches, uh, medical people, journalists, actors and actresses. Don, were you aware of this? I, I guess you have. You've been doing this for a while. Were you aware of that? And here's a, here's a weird question maybe. If you're marketing to your marketing your services to to be a purposeful life coach, is it a one size fit all, or do you have to tailor your message to different, you know, socioeconomic sectors? Because I didn't realize it, but a lot of people with money also want help with uh, how they manage their life. It shocked me; it really did. So, what are, what are your thoughts about that? Well. Some life coaches have a, a clear a clear population that they work with or a clear a clear segment of the population. Mm -hmm. And some are a little broader. My message is I'm helping people to live their best life, helping them through challenges, choices, and changes. So choices, many people have choices every day. There are small choices that can contribute to your your daily happiness, well-being, and can affect your life short-term and long-term, not just the daily. So I think everyone needs that. I help. I don't have a particular. Um, I'm not boxing my in, myself into a particular population. Mm -hmm. So I, it's it's when I do the discovery call, I I ask questions and see if we're a good fit. It's it's really a an individualized yes or no. I, I think male, female, uh, professional, uh, retired, divorced, single, 
someone's Doesn't striving matter. for something new. Yes, it's I can relate and I'm relatable to many life experiences um, outside of my training. It's what I've experienced and understand. I just think it's so cool. And I have learned so much, um, you know, just to ask questions. And obviously there were some addictive issues. And, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to, by the way, you don't need an addiction to get a life coach, do you? Sometimes we feel like you got to be struggling in some aspect of your life. No, you can be, I think people that need the purposeful life coach when they're successful and they don't have a lot of baggage and issues that they're sorting through. You got to manage success too, right? <laughs> yes. You do have to manage that, and you you can be successful in different areas of your life. You know, are you financially successful? Have you reached all your goals in your career? Are you successful? But you might still be lacking in other areas. Are you neglecting your lear your learning? We we should all be lifelong learners, and and um, home life, you know, fun but recreation. If there's no balance. And you're all on one, you know, contributing to one thing and neglecting one of the eight core areas of your life. You might not know why you feel like something's missing. And so that's what I do. I, I uncover in my conversations through questioning and, you know, I guide some clients want to be told what to do. Some would yeah. rather have me guide them. Don Atanasio, we had dinner at Atanasio's tonight. She'll be back with us Thursday into a Friday edition. The Purposeful Life Coach. Check her out, PurposefulLifeCoach.com. Don Atanasio. And the podcast will be up on iHeartRadio as well. We're heard around the country on iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Stitcher, the podcast. Also live each day, 6 Eastern, on the American Forces.